Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, episode 158. As always, I'm joined by Dom. For some stupid reason, I thought, yeah, I'll watch the Lions game this week. They're playing the Cardinals. They should probably win that one. As as somebody who thinks that Kyle, uh, Kyler Murray is going to be a bust, it really disappointed me that you guys let them come back. So frustrated. And as always, as well, joined by Jordan. Let's go Titans! Oh man, watching them dominate the Browns, oh, loved it. It was like the obvious. Dude, I just happened to see that. I don't actually follow the Titans. Uh, I just kind of obviously grew up going to the games and shit, being in Nashville. And uh, it's still nice to like check in on them every now and then and be like, "Oh, you're one to know. You just crushed the Browns. Congratulations, guys. I'm sure it won't last long, but." Well, the crazy thing is, is that the Browns were being hyped up as like a possible playoff team. Their expectations yeah. are through the roof and all of this stuff. So it was great as a humbling moment for them because like the yeah. Titans don't get a lot of obviously notoriety throughout the country and stuff because they're always like in that eight and eight, ten and six range. But like they have if a really that, good head that's coach like a now. Good season. Yeah, they have a really good head coach now, and I guarantee you his fuel for them the entire off season leading up to that game one was we already lost guys. The media and everybody already thinks that the Browns are going to be winning all of these games, and they came out and dominated. It was great. Anyways. Well, maybe we could just get, like, a really good wide receiver. I don't know. Do you guys guys know if Antonio Brown's available or? (laughs) The rookie receiver did really good. Yeah, sports talk. Uh, I'll go first in terms of what we've been playing and watching. I had a really busy week, so I actually didn't have a chance to do much of anything. Um, was dealing with some video editing issues and getting a new monitor set up and a bunch of different stuff. So I didn't have a, a lot of time to myself in order to uh, check out some entertainment, some media, as you would say. So on the game front, I think the only thing Jared, I was able to touch consume. was uh, like a couple of games of Apex Legends here and there. Uh, and then uh, NBA 2K20. So I'll touch on that real quick. The because this game had come out the day last week after we had recorded, or maybe the day after because we recorded on a Wednesday. So, this game obviously, the, there was a big hullabaloo about microtransactions, right? With this game and the slot machine stuff, as there has been what the past two or three years for NBA now. Yeah, the problem in this game I, that was like a like a a false flag of, of worry for people of them pointing at the microtransactions. This game is like super buggy. To the point where, so VC wow. is the VC is the credit you earn in game that Virtual you use currency. to yeah they use to uh, upgrade your player right. And you know you could also use it in my team to buy packs, use it for whatever you want. It got so bad to the point that you, as of now, as of like the last two days, it's disabled to be able to buy it because what was happening is people were buying the VC, putting it on their player, and then the networking would mess up for the game and people would lose all of that. So it's like they spend like thirty bucks on VC. And then it all disappeared on their player. So that didn't go well. You know what, man? Obviously. You're going to nickel and dime people. You could at least get that part right. You know, you could at least fucking give them what they paid for. And I think they actually do. The the VC microtransactions in NBA aren't the the gross ones. It's like the slot machine and all the other stuff. They actually handle it pretty well in terms of what you pay for what you get in the, uh, the amount of VC. But it is... I mean, you should have that stuff working. If you have a system in your game where you're asking people for money to upgrade stuff and it messes up, like, it's a big deal, you know? So, haven't really been engaging with that game too much because also, I started up the My Career and I'm on the Utah Jazz. 
Now, for people who don't know, the Utah Jazz have a shooting guard named Donovan Mitchell, who's like their best player. He's one of the best young players in the league. The game's glitched because he's on the team and he's not injured, but he's not playing at all in the season I'm playing. Like, he's just on the bench and never comes in. So it seems like there's a glitch in the game, too, where some players that are supposed to be starting, because of the my career and the way things work, I don't play the same position as him either. Jared, why the fuck have you been playing NBA Live this whole time? Oh, it sounds like it. I mean, the way it's playing, it <laughs> This really like it's does sound Live. like you're talking about NBA Live as opposed to 2K. Like, 2K is supposed to be the solid one. You know, obviously they've had the microtransactions uh, debacles, but it's always been, you know, like top tier, not even basketball, but sports game, you know. So I want to go through this really quick, too. So the story mode in this game isn't ongoing and as generic. They changed it a little bit to where it, the story of the My Player takes place like in a span of an hour and a half and it's everything that happens before you get drafted so by the time you get drafted and you start playing in the league the quote-unquote story of the game is over you know what i mean like you'll still interact with other nba players and do all of that but with the Jared, actor i am so glad that you are on the team and i love playing basketball let's go shoot some hoops. yes after an hour and a half you're stuck with only those but what i will say <laughs> is that first hour and a half it's all <coughs> actors it's no really nba players Idris Elba is the main actor in it, and so is Rosario Dawson, nice. and like they're both phenomenal oh. actors. And I want to—I'll tell you guys a story. <clears throat> I'll tell you guys a story real quick. So the way the story picks up is it's your uh, senior year in college, and you play for this team, and you're going to the NCAA tournament, and one of your teammates gets hurt, goes down with an injury in the game that clinches you guys to be able to go to the playoffs. He gets hurt. Uh, a couple of days later, or a week later, or whatever, as the tournament's coming closer, you find out that the team took away his scholarship, and he has to leave the school, essentially, because they took away his scholarship, right? This is something that happens in real collegiate sports, of like when some players get hurt, the school's like, yeah, you're no good to us anymore, we're taking that scholarship. So you as a player wow. decide to not play in the NCAA tournament. And you go to your head coach, who is Idris Elba. He's the head coach. You go to your head coach, and you have an argument with him. And you're like, how are you just going to do that to him, yada, yada, yada. So then you, as the star player of your team, decide to sit out of the NCAA tournament. Your team loses the first game. So as it goes to head towards the draft, there's questions of, was this the right decision for him? Um, there's, like, beef between the coach and you as a player. Uh to go full circle, at the end of it, when you get drafted by a team, that coach, Idris Elba, ends up being your coach during the NBA Summer League, which is like the training camp for the NBA. So you kind of have to reconcile there. And you come to find out that he was a bun uh, under a bunch of pressure from the college and actually wasn't his decision to cut the player. And during the whole time when you're training for the NBA draft, you go out, uh, fly out to meet your buddy who um, is the one that got hurt, that got cut from the team. And you bring him with you to the training facility in, I think, Chicago. And the trainer who was helping you and this other NBA draft prospect, you hire her to help your friend in physical rehab because he's still coming back from this injury he had. So that's really cool how it ties all of that together. And Rosario Dawson, I'm, I'm kind of scrambling through this story as quickly as possible so we can move on because it's, it's interesting, but it's not like mind-blowing or anything. She, the whole time this is all happening with you not playing in a <coughs> tournament and having beef with your coach, she's the school counselor. Like she's, And she's been around with you, and she was the reason why you as a player didn't leave college after your freshman year because if you don't know in the NBA, it's a big thing. It's called one and done. 
they go for a yeah. year to college basketball and then they get drafted right away, right? They don't play their whole collegiate career all four years. Because um, they're forcing them to go to college at least a little bit. Exactly, yeah. And then there's a conversation of, like, is a little bit of college even as even worth it? You know, what's the point there? Mm-hmm. Um, because in that if happened, like, after LeBron James, right? Yeah, LeBron James was, like, the last big name to come out of high school. Um, and for reference, in football, you have to at least play three years. Um, one red shirt and two regular years or three years playing. Um, so she's the, the counselor, and she was the reason you stayed. So when you go to find an agent to help you meet with teams and get drafted, he tells you that it's in your best interest to cut ties with her because she's part of the reason. She doesn't have any business sense about her. So that becomes a huge point of contention as well. And your agent is actually played by the lead actor in Silicon Valley. What's his name? Middle Stin? Middle Thomas Ditch? Thomas Middleditch, I think. Thomas Middleditch plays the agent. And he does a really good job with that too. So it's only about an hour and a half. It's not a long story, but it's it's pretty impactful. And those three actors, Middleditch, uh, Idris Elba, and Rosario Dawson are great actors. Um, and it is an emotional gut punch because having to deal with like deciding not to play because a teammate of yours lost a scholarship on an injury and it just shows like how quickly they're willing to move on from people when you think that they have your best interests in mind and they're as loyal to you as you are to them, you know? And it questions a lot of that stuff, so. Um, so I'm watching the trailer on mute just to get a look at these actors. And it's getting better, but it's weird how sports game story mode cutscenes are like double-A Games, well, the, they look like double A games. Well, the problem is like most of the budget goes into like the facial stuff, and then the environments are garbage. Like <laughs> they're like really bad. They're, well, like, and their bodies are very stiff. Yeah, yeah. They look like the non uh, main characters in Control, actually. Which is weird because it's like you have all the animation technology, and the game is fluid, and the game responds well, and it animates very well. But it's like if we need them to have normal human motions, can't do it. Sorry, <laughs> you know. Well, it's also um, just weird that it's like. 2k like you guys really couldn't just throw in the extra bucks exactly um but that's that uh didn't really do much else in terms of watching or anything i wasn't able to get to control either like i said i only had like five or ten minutes (coughs) here or there and for me controls in a game i want to hop into for five or ten minutes i like to sit down and you know carve out a good chunk of time so it's pretty much it for me in terms of anything uh you know noteworthy what about you guys uh, it chapter two is a good movie. Nice. Um, yeah, you know there's clown and stuff. So, um, that was good. You know we what's saw not that. A good movie, Dom. Dark Phoenix. Didn't watch it. You reminded me of that because they both have James McAvoy. Just wanted to toss that in there. And he's great, by the way. James but McAvoy, probably my favorite actor of all time. They both. He's have very uh, good. Chastain as well, don't they? Oh, God. Barely, Jared. Yeah. Barely. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, and I don't mean, like, time spent on screen. Like, holy shit, Jessica Chastain in Dark Phoenix is something that I do not wish to see again with my <laughs> <Yeah>. own eyes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, McAvoy was really good in Chapter 2. Uh, but Bill Hader. Oh, man. Man, Bill Hader. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't even know. But like, have you been watching Barry? No. So yeah, that's part of the problem. I'm so surprised. He, it gives so. me a whole new perspective on Bill Hader for sure. He is superb. So he's like the older version of uh, Richie, the kid with glasses. Um, 
but all the actors are really good but uh, hater in particular is like holy shit he's awesome um yeah. all the characters like the they their chemistry is really good and they're i don't know, it's it's a lot more of the first movie it's just they're older and you don't really miss you you don't disbelieve that these are the same kids you know what i mean it feels entirely believable that these are the same characters from the first movie even though it's mm-hmm. entirely different actors and they're older now there's zero gap between you know and believability about who they're supposed to be from uh from the first one but overall really good movie so, so i that, highly recommend it cool that leads me to my uh biggest question dom oh, yeah. okay have you read the book no okay so uh this may not be you may not be the best person to ask ask this question um in the book that he's going back and forth between the kid versions and adult versions of the characters and obviously in the movies they're separated kid and adult so did you now having seen both parts how did you feel about that part i don't think i understand what you're asking so in this uh, in chapter two there's there's lots of flashbacks and the kids are i mean they're in the movie um through flashbacks so yeah. yeah, they actually there's a the, one of the complaints I saw with the movie, and it's very subjective. Is that like they do some like digital de aging on some of the kids, um, and like some ADR uh, stuff on the kids. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because <laughs> it's th- it's like two and a half years between the movies, and the kid who plays the one that oh. was thought of as always being sick, he like grew up in a hurry. The one that was in Shazam, <laughs> that kid like grew up in a hurry, so they had to do like some oh, de aging stuff. Shit, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, in the first movie, they don't have the adult versions at all, correct? No, that's correct. Yeah, it's yes. all kids. So, like, yeah, the whole book is basically just back and forth and back and forth. So, um, the movie, I guess, would differ in that sense, though. I did not know the second part has the kids in it. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, a good amount, too. I mean, it's mostly the adults, but there's a fair amount of flashbacks for all the kids. Um, I think yeah, they handled that way for the movie because they wanted it to tie back to the first one like like uh, Dom was saying so the casting felt believable and yeah. I do think that because that movie was so successful they wanted it to touch on that because from what I remember with the miniseries people felt that the second part with the adults was kind of boring and a drug because it was just about these adults so you kind of lost the actual fear of it so they probably did that as well to make sure it still feels scary at some points I'd assume anyways mm. Yeah, it felt much more like a sequel than I expected it because everything I'd heard about the book um, was that oh yeah the the second part is is you know entirely different in that miniseries right like it's an entirely different thing there are adults and it's way darker and it's you know an entirely different movie almost <coughs> but this yeah. felt like a direct sequel really well, uh, more and than anything. you wouldn't know this because you didn't read the book uh, Dom but Jordan another thing I'm hearing is that people who liked the first hit movie because it was a little bit farther away from Stephen King are having trouble mm-hmm. liking it chapter two because it it leans more into stephen king so i guess this movie's like more of a tribute than they were hoping for yeah i guess some people who felt that it was like carving out what it should be in the modern era in terms of like not pulling so much from the books i guess the second one pulls more heavily from the books directly probably with the whole connected universe i assume or like the end part of the book right um, I don't want to spoil gotcha. it for people who don't know that are still going to see the movie. But, um, yeah. yeah, I guess that's one of the complaints, too. I'm still interested to see it. I just didn't get around to it because, like I said, I was busy. But I'm still interested in checking it Speaking out. Speaking of, <clears throat> it'll be real interesting to see if we ever do get, like, a real Stephen King kind of cinematic universe. Because with the failure of The Dark Tower, 
it was possible I could have seen, uh, like, um, what's his name, Skarsgård's Pennyworth showing up in the Dark Tower stuff, but now it's like, it's just hopeless. And he's on Castle Rock playing a totally different character, the same actor, so it kind of sucks. But anything oh, else? I, no, I really recommend the movie. Uh, I finished, as far as games finished, Cadence of Hyrule. That's nice. also a pretty good game. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I started up um, Dragon's Dogma on the Switch, my guys. It's pretty cool. This is an old-ass game at this point. It's been remade like three times. Not remade, but like remastered several times now. It's like a PS3 360 game that got ported to PC you know, sometime after, and then got ported to PS4, Xbox One, and now it's been ported to Switch. And it was on sale a week or two ago, so I bought that and played that for a little while. So that's it's still the, the same one, same game that I think I've talked about years ago because I already own it on Steam. But um, otherwise, am I the only one here who's played Gears Five? I played the yes. first uh, the first act uh, last oh. week when it came out on Friday. Uh, I have for myself. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, just about done with Act Two. Uh, I don't know. I would guess probably a third of the way through the game. It's it's fucking good. It's really good. Nice. Yeah, no, it's 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 every everything is about it. Well, I gotta say that. Um, <laughs> it's really the story is already like holy shit, like just pulls you right in. Um, some crazy things happen right in the first act, and in the start of the second act, like things are like shit's going down um, in big ways, in meaningful ways for the characters so and things like that. So pulls you in more than four. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, I already like it better than four. I mean, I'm not done yet, so it's kind of not fair to say that, but it's uh, the storytelling is is the fucking top notch. But it is severely fucked up technically. <laughs> There's a lot of bugs, um, and I think what there's one thing I I think that happens is like when you really really are liking a game and there's a bug that like prevents you from playing it, it makes you like that much more mad at the bug, you know. Um, cause I've had like, it, you know, it'll do its auto save thing. And I guess this is somewhat common that there's a glitch with the auto saving and then it gets stuck at checkpoints and then it just is infinitely, you know, the door that's supposed to automatically open never opens for example. Right. Cause it's something's just not triggering. And then you try to quit to the main menu and then that loads for 10 minutes and then you're restarting the console and then it, in general, the loading times take a long time. So by the time you restart the game and load back in, Literally, I spent a lot of time just dealing with that shit, and it happened to me like three or four times where I had to quit the game, and then I had two other times where I ended up outside of the level, if that makes sense, like uh, outside of the intended playing field, I guess, if you know, <laughs> um, out in the out in the geometry, wandering about, unable yeah. to get back in, which is yeah. kind of funny. Um, the only bug I came across in the short time I played was the prompt not popping up on the like some of the areas you have to go through by pressing X, you know what I'm talking about? Like where there's like yeah. rubble or stuff like that. It's the only bug I encountered. Um, yeah. We'll get into the news too. later in terms of like the amount of people playing this game, but I do think that partially has to do with all of the networking issues of um, the game being on Game Pass and the amount of people that are playing it, but hopefully it gets squared away. Yeah, and what I didn't realize was, because yeah, I signed up for Game Pass two bucks, by the way, uh, for Ultimate for two months. So, shit. I mean, I'm getting a great deal. Uh, but I, I forgot that I was actually playing the game like th- like days ahead of the actual release. So 
that's something else to consider that the game hadn't even actually technically it didn't release yet. until this Tuesday on the tenth was <laughs> right. the actual release. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's something else to consider. And, and the, I, while they're like severe bugs, I think that it shouldn't be long until they're like fixed. I, I think they'll be able to fix. But this to pretty play quick. to play devil's Probably. advocate, the people who got to play earlier did that by spending money. So it's not an excuse that it didn't work at that sure. point, you know, because people yeah, spent definitely. money to play it early. Yeah, yeah. So. It just it was something I forgot about, like when I was like, it was annoying. But then like when I, you know, like on Games Daily, they're like, oh yeah, Gears Five releases, and I was like, I've been playing Gears Five for like four days now. Oh yeah, the duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I think but, it was I only mean, five X. So you're you're obviously right. two fifths of the way through. I so. want to say it's four. Uh, fact check, but. Uh, I mean, despite that, like, they're going to fix it, and this is going to be uh, – I'm just – I want to finish it. I'm super into this story. And the gameplay is – it's more gears, you know. <coughs> it's not, like, uh, blowing my doors off there, but it, that's fine. Um, and I, I don't, don't know that I would necessarily want or ask it to. Like, I just really like what it's doing with the story and the characters. So I'm all – like, I'm all aboard the gears train, the coal I train. Think e- even through Act 1, I think it actually feels more like a coalition gears game as opposed to them – trying to recreate an epic Gears game. I think Gears 4 in many ways felt like their take on what Gears 1 through 3 was. Whereas like one act through this game, I, I feel even with the environments and the way they're presenting things, it feels, obviously it still feels very much Gears, but it feels like their take on it, you know? So. It's good. We'll see it's as a good we, game. As we go along. Uh, what about That's you? It. What about you, Jordan? So... <clears throat> I did play Control. I'll talk about that in a minute. But first off, I want to talk about something super dope. And that's the movie Mid-90s. Have you guys seen it? Uh, on my watch list. That's one directed by Jonah Hill, right? Fuck. So, written directed by Jonah Hill. Starring Dom. Sonny Soljic, who plays, spoiler, in God of War. Or, boy, in God of War. Atreus. Atreus. You could say that, yeah. I like saying boy. It's a nickname. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that works too. Yeah, yeah. You know who the fuck I'm talking about, though. Obviously, Atreus. Yeah, and uh, my god, dude. So it's all about skating in the '90s, and he's just this little kid trying uh... to fuck around with these teenagers, skating around LA, and it's just fucking awesome. Um, I went it. I went in totally blind, and I. I just really enjoyed the movie. I mean, there's, it's not flawless, but just, uh, I would say a fantastic movie overall. So, um, I won't say much more just in the hopes that you'll check it out. Everybody will check it out themselves and enjoy it in their own time. Obviously you can watch a trailer if you want to know more, but, um, yeah, it's about, you know, this kid trying to fit in and it is a coming of age story, but it's, it's just really well done. So. Um, besides that I obviously played Control and um, definitely tried finishing it but uh, I guess that wasn't in the cards this week Um, I had two missions left maybe Uh, but the last couple have been well I don't even know about the last one the mission before last. Jared, where are you in the game, by the way? I literally haven't played since the last time we talked, so 
the last person I met was the older black woman with the shotgun who was like the head right, of security. Right, 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 right. So 40-ish percent through the game, maybe 50. Um, and so I'm like honestly stuck at, what, 80, 90 percent through the game? Because <laughs> Remedy just took no one's advice from Quantum Break about how they have these god-awful difficulty spikes specifically at the end when you're doing the final boss and I don't think I'm necessarily doing the final boss but um, it just sucks when you're enjoying a Remedy game and then out of nowhere it's like fuck this is awful you know just bang your head against a brick wall so um, this is basically I don't want to spoil anything obviously you're on platforms in this big room. You could fall off the platforms. You can levitate. You have levitation powers, but you can still essentially die by falling off a platform sometimes. And they're throwing the absolute kitchen fucking sink at you. All the different enemies that you face throughout the game. It's a total gauntlet. and Sounds like Doom. I guess you could say that, yeah. Um, but anyways, you're, there's these siphons around the room, and it takes a really long time for you to hold square and load up the whole bar and destroy the siphon or whatever. So you'll obviously get shot. You can't just run through the enemies. Um, and yeah, I've gotten to the point, like last night I had friends over, and we were just fucking around listening to music, and I just turned it on and uh, started playing this level. And... I've gotten to the point where I can get through three-fourths of it pretty much without issue. And then the last bit of it, they just keep throwing wave after wave of enemies at you. And they are the harder ones. With these guys that are like, you know, obviously have machine guns and shields on them that you have to... You can't really shoot the shields down. So there's all this shit that they're throwing at you. And I just like keep getting almost there and almost there and some bullshit will happen and I just get fucked so it's gotten really frustrating I realize that there's an element of needing to go and kind of grind a bit and do some of the side stuff since I basically just did uh, main campaign so far but I'm really getting annoyed that that's kind of becoming a a requirement with a lot of games to finish the main story so I'm definitely not thrilled about that I might just end up having to do it because I've I've played this shit for hours and I just I'm having no luck with it so um, I feel like my characters you know in a decent place power wise but I would say that's one of my other complaints about the game that I didn't really talk about uh, last week which is that it's like the stats of the character are so oblique and they're kind of doing what I really have disliked about modern Assassin's Creed which is going half ass on the whole RPG system uh, I wish they would just kind of dive in fully and it seems like they've done that a little bit more with Assassin's Creed though they have the same problem of forcing you to do side quests just so that you'll do microtransactions so, um, I just wish I would go into, like, full RPG mode and, like, let me see what the fuck is going on with my character. 
and quit this, like I said, oblique bullshit. So that's where I'm at with control. <laughs> uh, anything else? Um, no. <laughs> I guess besides all that shit, I'll just give a quick couple shout outs. Uh, have you guys heard of the anime Boogie Pop and others? No. Sounds like an anime. Uh, so it's a new anime that is an adaptation of early 2000s, I think, Japanese manga. And it's your typical like high school teenager shit with um, kind of a superhero type of thing, but it's basically a vigilante. Uh, there's Boogie Pop is this girl who has a uh, split personality and so she doesn't realize she's going out as the vigilante Boogie Pop so she's doing this shit but then there's also this aspect of it where they're standalone episodes and so they're like mini arcs as well as standalone episodes and so you'll switch characters you know in between episodes like really quick and um, it's kind of I would definitely say it's a little bit difficult to follow to an extent but it's also really really good so similar to the show Bacchano in that way which is really great anime but is pretty fucking hard to follow um, so I would recommend it to like hardcore anime fans but maybe not you know first timers uh, but it is something that I'm definitely enjoying. So, nice. shout out to Boogie Pop. It's always good when you find a new show and you immediately like want to devour it. Whether it be yeah, animated. it's 18 episodes for the first season. So, ooh, it's not too bad. Um, it is a reboot, of course. <clears throat> but yeah. Before we get into the news, real quick, we need to handle this because this oh. has been in a, a debate on the internet for the last week. Ooh. Here, at controlled okay. interests are we an X or a cross household? Oh, okay. <clears throat> Oi mate, that's a tough one. Cross upon, I'll tell you every day it's cross. Because me personally, when you're I've playing never... FIFA, it's always cross. I've never heard anybody in my personal life call the uh, button on the PlayStation controller cross uh, ever. It's always been X. Jared, hit me with that dual monitor setup and see what they call it in Japan. Okay, let's see. I'll do a little bit of research. Dom, give us your opinion on it while I look this up. Uh, well, I'm going to just uh, regurgitate uh, what Tim Getty said because I don't have any original thoughts of my own. But <clears throat> I think it is – it's cross because they said it's cross, but it's fucking X. So that's what I'm going to call it. I'm pretty that's sure what I call Sony – OG Sony from Japan making the PlayStation calls it cross. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Like on their actual merchandising, it's called cross. But the thing is it's – it's also one of those things, there's actually a term for it in business and, like, products and where, like, the colloquial name of something is different and sometimes that actually takes precedent over what its actual name is, you know? Okay. So just so because a company calls is. something something doesn't necessarily mean that that's the general term for something, you know? Like, we've hijacked what they exactly. said it was called. Here's exactly. what this is. Yeah. On a larger scale, it's the same thing when I was a kid. And my brothers would be playing PlayStation, and they'd ask me what button it is. And I had to retrain myself not to say the O button, because it's the circle button. Yeah. And I want to say the O button, 
But uh, it's that's not what it is. It's OX, but then triangle, I guess you could say that's A, and then what is square, you know? So it's like I had to retrain my own brain. Yeah. And no, thing- I think it's definitely a cross because it's shapes, right? Square, triangle, circle, cross. It's not an X. It's not a letter. Why would the fourth button be a letter all of a sudden, right? Whereas on Xbox, they're letters, so it's it's an X, right? And Nintendo, so it's, yeah. Right, yeah. So that's here's the thing about that, Dom. As a shape, there is a very well-known shape called cross, and that is an X flipped on its side, but the bottom is elongated, right? So that's a different thing. Yeah. Well, I even think with the one on the PlayStation, if it was turned to where it was a vertical and a horizontal line, even though it wasn't like the vertical line was longer, I still think that would make a stronger case for it, it being called a cross. When people look at that shape... Plus, yeah. Yeah, when people look at that shape, they'll, most people will say X, you know? Yeah. Whereas when you look at, like, a triangle, it's like, well, there's not another name for a triangle. The, the argument with the circle and the O is that circles and O's don't have the same shape. Right. Just like an X and a cross don't have the same shape. Yeah. A circle... Or- well, they certainly can. They can, just like a cross and an X can, but not, like, the the generalized shape of it. You know what I mean? Here's the deal. I think I think we all know we've called it the X button for our entire lives. In America, it's called the X button. Elsewhere, it's called the cross button. Well, that's Just the thing, like too. many things. Soccer and football. Whatever the fuck, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's the X button here. That's how it is. Well, in the stronger This household is an X button house. Well, and the thing, too, I think we're on the same page. The thing, too, is that all the other <laughs> consoles have an X button. And gamers like everything to be the same because it makes uh, the language yeah. of gaming easier, right? So we're not going to call two out of the three consoles their button an X button and one of them a cross button. We're just going to call three of them a, an X button. <laughs> it makes sense, yeah. you know? So good to know that we're in the we're a right household. We're in a good place. <laughs> it's gotta X. Say, I'm going to call it X. My vote I mean, is for it's, being it's a X. mana household over a mana household. Mana. Uh, I've always said mana because of Magic the Gathering. Word? I can definitely appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever said that word out loud before. <laughs> so I don't know which that's I am. Well, it's either you play Perfect MTG time. or you play a lot of JRPGs growing up, and that's where that word was introduced. I played yeah. Magic the Gathering, and I'm assuming Jordan's attachment to it is JRPGs. Or video games Shout out to Magic the Gathering art. I know you've said that before, Jared, and I would like to continue that respect. Let's hop into the, the news. The artwork I, on the cards. <laughs> I agree. The, the art on MTG cards is incredible. Like, if, if you ever go to one of those events and you see the artists actually there with, like, the full rendered stuff or when they do full art cards of, of, of it where they draw outside of the borders and make it a full, like, art piece, mm. beautiful. Mm. Um, let's hop into the quickie news here. Uh, Borderlands 3 is obviously coming out tomorrow, right? The 13th, September 13th. The day we're recording this is the 12th. Um, Tonight, if you want to. Exactly, early access. It's currently sitting at an 85 on Metacritic. Really good. Another, you know, fall game that just came out to good, really good reviews. Weird thing is, the only reviews that are live are on PC because that's the only way uh, they allowed early access for the game to reviewers is they gave them Epic Game Store codes. So if a reviewer didn't want to review it on the Epic Game Store on a PC, they weren't able to get the game early, which is weird. But the game's revealing well, so. Um, In terms of Gears 5, this is the second bit. This is what I want to talk about in terms of the amount of people that are playing dumb that could have led to the issues. 
Gears 5 is the first game that eclipsed Fortnite for the most played game in a week for Xbox One since Fortnite exploded onto the scene. Which puts it into mm. some perspective. Like, no other game has been played more and in a week. exploded did. And uh, it just shows the impact of Game Pass, obviously, and how yeah. many people are actually playing the game. Uh, recently, before we went live with the podcast, I believe it was reported that uh, it, it's basically going to do it again for the second week in a row, which is crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't doubt it, because, yeah, Game Pass, I think, is, like, you know, quantifying this incredibly, because not only there's the people that already have Game Pass, which is a lot of people, and then there's the people like me who took up the offer of this $2 for two-month trial that I've already had a trial of Game Pass, like, several times, and they're still offering it to me, so I'm like, hell yeah, so a lot of people are on that, and I'm guessing, uh, obviously, the strategy is, like, oh, yep, get them in for Gears, and then, uh, oh, shit, Games Pass is awesome, a lot of those people are going to stick around. So I think it's a good strategy. And then, yeah, and obviously Gears 5 is blowing up as a result. <laughs> An interesting conversation we've never had is when it gets to the point where we're only getting next-gen games, at what point does Game Pass cut off games on there that are only on next-gen? Or if you own a previous Xbox, is that the way you can play next-gen games without buying new Xboxes through Game Pass when they get on there? You know what I'm saying? I do not understand what you're saying. Okay, so... Lord only knows. I understand what you're saying, Jared, but Lord only knows the answer to that question. Exactly. And by Lord, I do mean Zenith. I'm going to try to explain this to you real quick, Dom. So, (laughs) right now, all the games on Xbox Game Pass regular play on your Xbox One, right? I'm not... Exclude the PC stuff, because that'll just make the explanation more complicated (laughs) unnecessarily. So, when the new Xbox comes out, Obviously, when it first comes out, all games are going to be cross-gen. We assume, at least, right? So when a new game comes out on Xbox Game Pass, the retail version will come out on the new Xbox and Xbox One, right? So it would make sense Uh, that if that game ever hits Xbox Game Pass, it'll be playable on both. Now, a few years down the line, if it comes to the point... We also don't know if Xbox is going to do this, but let's assume once again that they're going to treat it like previous gens. Two years down the line new AAA games are only coming out on next-gen Xbox and not on this one, right? Current one. If that game that's only available on Nextbox comes out on Game Pass, people who own the current Xbox, will they be able to play that, or will it be a separate category in Game Pass where you can only download that game in Game Pass if you have the new Xbox? You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Where does the generation break? Exactly. Yeah, no, I think in it... You had some assumptions baked in there, but I think it's going to be quicker or sooner than than you're assuming that that break is going to happen. They're going to have next box or Scarlet exclusive games. Next I think box. right off the bat. You know, I yeah. Mean, it's but not what be I'm Halo saying Infinite, is, do you but... think that they'll be available? Like, if you have Game Pass, do you think you'll be able to play them on your current Xbox with Game Pass, or do you think oh. once they get in Game Pass, it'll say this is only available to download on next box? Yeah, absolutely. Hello, gotcha. my name is okay. Xbox. Please play with because me. Because if they make a game for Scarlet, it, I mean, it's not possible for it to run on a preceding Xbox. But if there's some also made thing, it for that. But here, the thing we're also not putting into account is Project X Cloud, right? And how that, that, if yeah. it's streaming, then you don't need the power of the console. And it's a right. big old thing. Yeah, so it's, that's it's a, a whole very... giant monster <laughs> next to us that exactly, we did. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's all, everything that's going in my brain. Sounds... Nextbox sounds like a console that talks to you and wants to be your friend. God, I'm just remembering the movie Her, how tragically that movie ends. Oh, just like geez. the console becomes your lover. Jared, fucking goddammit, why did they put out the reviews for Joker a month before the movie comes out? 
Those film festivals. They're up their own ass with those film festivals. Like, it's just like... It's ridiculous, dude. I'm like... People are going to forget that the movie's good before the... Before it comes out in a month, what are you doing? Yeah, but the way the, Warner Brothers is going to put so much money behind this because this is like one of their best wins in a while in terms of like uh, not only festivals but people like critics, you know. So they're right, going to be putting right. so much goddamn money behind the marketing on this. It's going to be. I will say, everyone heard about this initially and was like, "That's going to be fucking terrible." If that ever <laughs> me, happens. That includes and me. It's the one. <laughs> That's the one DC movie of, you know, Joss Whedon's Batgirl, and who knows if we'll see the Gotham City Sirens or what the fuck ever. It's like, this is actually getting rave reviews in a lot of ways. The one thing is, it has the name recognition, but it doesn't have the look of Joker at all. Like, Joaquin Phoenix does not look like classic Joker. Mm -hmm. So, it's really interesting. Yeah. He looks like one of the henchmen... From the beginning of one of Dom's favorite films, The Dark Knight. Yeah, That's I'm, I'm not crazy like, about the look either. What's the What's the movie? Not Inception. What's the movie where spoilers for people listening? Where Leonardo DiCaprio's in Shutter Island? I think it's yeah, gonna be like a go. Shutter Island thing where, like, by the end of the movie, we're not necessarily gonna know everything that was true, and there might be like a big twist in terms of what actually was happening. Who knows? We'll right. see. I, I think I'll... I told Dom this. I think I'm going to love it as a movie. I think it's going to be an incredible movie. I just don't know where I'll fall in in terms of it being superhero Marvel DC related, you know? And how I feel so, about that. So, kind of on that point, we know that it's not in the DCEU, right? Do we know that for sure? 100%. It's going to be under their black label. Okay. Which they've done with comics now, too. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, though, Jared. How much, like... And Dom, too. Like, how much comic book reference do you think we're going to get here? Zero. Easter eggs. Yeah. Zero. I don't it's think just going to be... Probably. The, the, the place, the, the city is called Gotham. And, and that's uh, it. And some of the things... the word yeah. Batman be uttered? No. Well, because, like, the... They're the not hus- going to say Batman. No. In no, a Joker so movie. I don't think so, either. A zero percent chance. Mm-hmm. Arkham they Asylum. They barely mention peanut Asylum. butter in the jelly movie? Oh no! Yeah, there, there, there's no chance Batman gets mentioned. Hearing the director Todd Phillips and even like Mark Marin and Joaquin Phoenix, like, in my opinion, and this is gonna sound super like defensive and gatekeeping, I just think they got onto this brand because they knew it was something that was gonna be able to put uh, a a great indie film into an actual theater where people will go and get their butts in the seats. I think the only mm-hmm. reason they're using the term Joker and all this is because it'll get people into the movie theater. I don't think they really care about the comic book origins or any of that crap. You know what I mean? I think it's just the vehicle to do out well the box office, in my Jim opinion. Jim Gordon. We're going to hear about Jim Gordon. Uh, I mean, we know... Maybe. We know Can Wayne, I get a Jim Gordon? We know uh, Wayne is in it, Bruce's dad. Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Thomas Wayne. Thomas I, and Martha. I just, it's not going to be one of those things where you go watch a new Rockstars video on YouTube and it's like, let's point out all the Easter eggs. I think it's going to be as right. little reference as possible. Like Dom said, it's the, the city's called Gotham. The word asylum is in the hospital name. And then it, that, I don't even think we're going to get the name Batman, like Dom said. I, no chance. No chance, because that's wow. what you got. Yeah. That's kind of fucked up, dude. Like, you're not even going to say the word Batman in a Joker movie. I don't know if I'm okay with that. 
Yeah, that's Obviously, what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I'll get over it, but it's like I think it's going to be a great Bat- movie. But in terms of a Joker about- movie is a Batman movie. Let's just be honest. But why? You know what I mean? Well, because like the character comic books for 90 years 80 years yeah but who cares you know like let's make a movie well okay but try to think of some other franchise where you just wouldn't really at all reference it's almost like batman is such a big shadow that they have to get away from it right because just about any other franchise even like x-men shit they're still mentioning like i'm watching legion season three which i should have talked about earlier but uh they're, they have they now have Charles Xavier in there. They like fought to have him on the show, right? So even shit like that, they're still like giving you a little bit. But I can't imagine other franchises where it would be under the banner. Obviously, anything Joker related is it's in Gotham. It is a Batman thing technically. It all you know falls under that. So it's like. Like I said, it's almost like his, his shadow looms too large. Almost. Well, and then yeah, I think I think Jared's got it like pretty well on. Of like, this is like loosely inspired by a sure, version that. that maybe was once told about of the Joker, right? And then there's a lot, primarily just original stuff, right? Obviously, at least partly motiv- motivated by that IP, right? And wanting, you know, using that as a marketing device, right? But. Yeah. I think that's okay. Like I don't I don't have a problem with that. If it's a good movie then I'm game, you know. Yeah. My only concern is this this is getting a little political so we don't have to stand it too long, but like my one worry is this movie could be a vehicle to make angry white dudes who feel you know, uh, lost to society justified in acting out because of it, you know what I mean? In terms of when it's releasing and and how society is currently, I don't know if it, it's the best thing to do, especially for a franchise which is directly connected to, uh, you know, a shooting at a theater and stuff like that. There is a question there to be had. I'm not talking about, like, artistically, like, should this movie even exist? That's not what I'm saying. It's just in terms of this movie releasing in the current time we are. You know what I mean? So that's just a question I have yeah. in terms of how, how people take it because yeah. there's the whole yeah. question of, like, there's a difference between what an artist wants and what they make and how society or a group of people take it like fight club for instance you know it's yep. just that whole question but yeah no that's it's worth pointing out yeah that's another good point that's worth pointing out jared i mean as if it's good and like i'm gonna be game for it absolutely you know i'm gonna be excited and probably like it but that that is a good point because i remember seeing that same thing with uh wolf of wall street right yeah and you see the same Jesus thing with grand Christ. theft auto where it's like the artistic intent of of those you know of that game and that movie was one thing but it, that got that you know that was a lot of, over a lot of people's heads and you know I know a lot of people who are like going out of their minds trying to find quaaludes and do fucking cocaine and try to be like uh, it's a Scarface Jordan, problem whatever right it's a Scarface yeah. problem yeah. yeah where they're not getting the the message so, that was intended so yeah yeah just real quick I will say Jared since you said that uh, Thomas Wayne's in the movie really they shouldn't be mentioning Batman by name at that point because this is well before Batman would ever exist. Well, that's a whole unless theory. it's in the Flashpoint universe, <laughs> and then that's some shit right there. Well, that's a whole theory. People have theories of like that. You know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Joker isn't the Joker. He's the one who inspired the actual Joker. You know, that yeah. whole thing. If you saw I the, could totally see that being the case. If you saw the first Joker trailer, spoilers for people who haven't. This isn't a huge spoiler, but I know some people are media blackout. 
there's a kid who Joaquin Phoenix interacts with, and people think that's Bruce Wayne. It's like a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's like in a gated area so, or whatever. So. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be some references if they're having Thomas Wayne, having Gotham, the the city of Gotham, all that. But yeah, I won't get my hopes up for for too much of that. Yeah, I'm like, going in. Shazam like, is just littered with fucking DC references. It's totally unabashed. And it's fun, but it probably wouldn't fit here. Well, that's the thing is, like, people, people, one of the complaints I've seen against what we're saying is that people are like, everything doesn't need to be a universe. And I agree. But going mm. into, like, the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises, I knew those weren't part of a DC universe. But I was like, oh, there might be a mention of this enemy or this Batman thing or that sure, Batman thing. And really what I was saying earlier is, like, the Joker doesn't exist without Batman in the first place. Well, and that's the thing yeah. that leads towards, like, the the issue I have with like it being a vehicle for those type of people, right? Is that when you don't have the person opposite of that to show why it's wrong, then what message can your film truly show? And obviously us three haven't seen the movie. We'll have those opinions afterwards. It's just some concerns yeah. I have with it. So we'll see who knows. Yeah. That's it for this week's Joker talk. Let's uh, get into these fresh August, 2019 MPDs that Matt Piscatella dropped on us a couple of minutes before we started recording. Wanted to get to these instead of holding them off for next Jared. week. Dom, as you were walking into the show, Jared's just buttering these hot rolls out of the oven. He's like, hold on, Matt Piscatella is dropping some MPDs. I'm like, geez, that is fresh. It's, once again, another big month for Nintendo. So, the top ten sellers for August 2019. Uh, I'm going to get through the top, the ten through six, and then you guys can guess five through one. I, they just came out, Dom. Please don't tell me you've seen them already. I've actually not. Okay. No. This time I've not <laughs> yeah. seen it yet. There's no way unless, like, he was literally with you the entire time, Jared. <laughs> so, number 10, Astral Chain. Good for them. Mm. The game got great reviews. It's good to see it in the top 10. Platinum selling well. Uh, number 9, Rainbow Six Siege. This is one of those persistent online multiplayer games that when, you know, a new tournament or something happens and you update, the sales kick off. Uh, number 8, Mortal Kombat 11. Number seven, Mario Kart eight. Number uh, number six, Super uh, Super Mario Maker two. Now, uh, I guess we'll, I'll, we'll just do the top three. So number five, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number four, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Can you guys guess three, two, and one? What I'll say is one is a relatively new release, and the other two are old games that are reappearing on this list. This is all Switch. We're only on no, 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 no. This is top ten. It sounds like a switch list. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, For you pointing that out while you guys are thinking, one of the news and noteworthy things I wrote down is uh, five of the ten games for August 2019's chart were Nintendo exclusives. Which is pretty great. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. Say that stat one more time and then roll through those games if you would. Five of the ten games on August 2019's chart were Nintendo exclusives. Number 10, Astral Chain. How how, how big is the chart? 10. 10. ten five of the 10. So, okay, so 50% are Nintendo games on this list. Exclusive. That yeah. means Dom has every right to be fucking confused. This is insane. <laughs> right. So, number 10, Astral Chain. That's one. Number 9, Rainbow Six. Number 8, Mortal Kombat huh. 11. Number 7, Mario Kart 8. That's two. Number 6, Super Mario Maker 2. That's three. Number 5, Super Smash. That's four. Number 4, Fire Emblem. That's five. Shit. So there's no more Nintendo exclusives. Yeah. Um, 
I think Red Dead is one of them because they had nope. a, they've had nope shit never mind. I'll give you guys a hint. You're close with that. That game sales did fall off. I'll give you uh, a hint. You already mentioned this game on the podcast, Dom. Grand Theft Auto Five. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You can always um, count on that. That's at number three. Uh, number one, we started the podcast talking about something related to this video game. Madden. Madden's number one. Number two. Yeah, we're just uncovering this hieroglyph, <laughs> just building out the puzzle. Number two is a game that I've probably played uh, a thousand times more than either of you combined. NBA. No. Good choice, though. Uh, I'll give you another hint. Uh, it was really big, then it got replaced by Fortnite, and now it's really big again. PUBG, really? No. No. Okay. No. Not the same oh, genre. God. Just think about Minecraft. YouTube. Exactly. Minecraft at number two. Oh, okay. Crazy stat with okay. that in the news and noteworthy. This is the highest Minecraft's ever placed in the monthly charts. Think about that. Shit. For as I've never played Minecraft. For as much as that game has sold, right? It's one of the... I think it actually passed Tetris recently as a, the best-selling game of all time. And for as long as that game has been around, this is the first time... Of, uh, yeah. Number two is the highest it's ever been. One, it's cheap. It's like eight bucks on tablets or whatever. Yeah, like, well, and I think it's fifteen on PC, maybe. Yeah, so. something like that. Hmm. But the thing is, saturation, Dom. It's like, it's crazy that yeah. there's always these new generations of kids who are buying Minecraft again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or people buying it on another device. Um, so that was the top ten. Once again, I'll go through the top five because the guessing thing. Maybe you forgot about what exactly it was. Five, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Four, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Three, GTA Five. Two, Minecraft. One, Madden. NFL 20. Now, the top 10 for the year. Uh, number 10, Days Gone. Holding strong at number 10. Number 9, Red Whoa. Dead. Whoa. Hold on. Can we just say? That's a big deal because that, that game was not doing well out of the gate. It may not even hold in the top 10. I'm sure it won't because we're about to have a fall, but... Well, that was the thing, remember, that it reviewed it reviewed not great, but it was selling particularly well. Yeah, it sold all right, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't review well at all. Plus, it's been on sale a lot in the past exactly. few months. It's certainly a game that I'm going to get to at some point since, you know, I'm, as far as, like, the big AAA Sony exclusives, I guess you could say that's this game. I want, uh, I want to as well. Yeah. I, I play just about all of them, so it's like, you know, I'll get there, but weird that it sold this well. Number And like we said, once fall hits, uh, it won't be here anymore. Um, number 9, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number 8, GTA 5, because duh. Number 7, RE2 Remake, still holding on. Number 6, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 5, Anthem. Number 4, The Division 2. Can you guys guess the top 3 for the year so far? Kingdom Hearts. That's yeah, num- that's yep, that's a number hasn't, 2. Hasn't yeah. mentioned it. Uh, number one is a game that has been Resident number one for the last couple of months. No, Resident Evil 2 Remake was number seven. My bad. What am I, you said Division already? Um, shit. What are we missing here? What's a genre that n- none of us really play? It's super mm. popular. Huh? Has a tournament during E3 I mean, around honestly it. a lot. Oh, FGC, Fighting Game Community. What's the best-selling fighting game of this year? Smash. No. No. Mortal Kombat. Exactly. Fucking MK11 high. number one. Yeah. And at number. Th- lunch. And at number Sorry. three, already at number three. What was the big game of August? Number one selling game of August. Madden. 
Madden, Madden number three. So it jumps all the way up to number three. I'll be interested to see. Do you guys obviously Call of Duty is going to be one, right? More than likely, Modern Warfare. Do you guys think there's a chance that Star Wars ends up in the top three? Because it's definitely in the top ten. Like, there's no question. It's a Star Wars video game. It's going to be in the top ten. But do you guys think that it has a chance to be top three by the end of the year? Yeah, I think so. Because I think um, it's going to... All right. Let's assume it reviews, you know, at least great, right? Yeah. Which I think most people are pretty optimistic about it, right? So... It, let's say it reviews great, you know, averages in the 85 or so on Metacritic. That's really good. But Battlefront 1 and 2 sold a shit ton. With and those kind of were, <laughs> yeah. even amidst, like, loot box controversies and not being that great a game in general, those games sold, like, like I want to say, like, 12 and 14 million a piece in the first, like, six months or something stupid, right? Like, they sold stupidly well. And you also got Episode 9 coming out this year. I think yeah, and I think there's a good chance it ends up yeah. top three. Yeah. Ooh, multi platform. I, I cannot allow myself to get hyped for the Mandalorian. <laughs> I cannot allow it to happen. <laughs> also, I forgot to mention, I'm now no longer watching television shows weekly. Uh, Just ever? Like you have a policy? Like, what do you they, mean? Like aren't they doing that for? Uh, aren't yeah. They airing weekly for Disney Plus shows. Yeah. So. I'm waiting for the whole season of Mandalorian. Now, I will catch up like the week before the last episode. I can do that. Yeah, which it's I I love how we're so different on this because the moment I heard that, it got me even more excited. Uh, because I you Dude, were talking Game about, of I'm, Thrones has killed that for me. I'm, Absolutely stabbed that in the throat and killed it for me. Yeah, it's Red just wedding. for for me. I have a bunch of friends who binge stuff, so the moment a show comes out, they binge it, and then I can't have conversations with them. So by the time I'm finished with the show, they're already like over talking about it, you know. So right. That's more on me because I that's I don't like to binge stuff, but it is what it is. Uh, so news and noteworthy, we covered the Minecraft's placement at number two being the highest. We covered five out of the ten games being Switch exclusives. Oh, the last two things. So Nintendo Switch was once again the best-selling hardware for August, and it still is the best-selling hardware for the year. No duh. Um, but the biggest thing is uh, with next-gen right around the corner, hardware spending dropped 22% year-over-year for August uh, from last year. Um, so obviously that's evident by the fact that everyone's expecting next-gen. What Didn't a console come out uh, last year? Uh, did the X come out last year? Mm. I'm trying to think. Was there some um, revision that, that came out last 17. year? Yeah. I think the Pro came out fall 16 and the X was 17, right? So there, Yeah, and then Switch didn't have anything new come out last year. So that was even partially a down year then too, right? Because there wasn't a new SKU. So it's 22% on a, on a month for a year that didn't even have a new piece of hardware. So that's interesting. Um, I can't wait till next fall when we're seeing like hardware spending went up you know a hundred percent or whatever it is when the, all the new consoles come out oh the other thing they ta- uh this was a gamestop <laughs> quote sorry i'm i'm all over the place but gamestop who is currently crumbling right and one of the things they mentioned attributing that aside from the obvious you know digitalization of everything was the fact that the next gen consoles were announced earlier than usual right so that would also obviously contribute to this year's lower uh, hardware sales because, everything, like you said, Jared, everything was already announced early. 
Yeah, I'm worried that they're going to shut down and there's these two really cool Apex Legends figurines I want to get, but they don't ship till the end of the year, and I'm worried GameStop's going to close before those things even have a chance to ship. Uh, so, you know I what, Jared? Feel... Thousands of people are going to lose their jobs, and you're here worried about some yeah. Apex. I'm so just I certainly I'm feel... I certainly feel for anyone who needs a job bad enough that they're willing to work at GameStop. However, <laughs> Jared, don't choke. It'll be okay. Um, I was mid. However, swig. However, I've worked at GameStop and have known others that have had horrible experiences working at GameStop, and just have a, a generally poor experience. Not poor, but usually mediocre to poor experience when I do on the off chance go into a GameStop just to and it's always you know to pick up a specific thing at this point so um, I do not feel bad for the company itself whatsoever yeah I'm with you there Fair. they dug their own grave a long ass time ago the employee stuff actually really like saying. actually really like uh, the local GameStop I have here uh, the staff is all really good which wasn't always the case but other than they're always trying to like they go on a spiel every time you walk in there or every time you buy something about signing up for this power pro whatever the fuck it is here other here, than that I'm, yeah. here we tend to have like elitist people who actually don't know anything <laughs> so it's like they act like they're better than a lot of the customers who walk in there and then they don't uh, know half of what some of the customers do walking in there yeah and it's not even just a me thing because obviously we do the weekly podcast so i we tend to keep up with video game news i've been in there where they've had discussions with other people walking in it's like dude you don't even know what the hell you're talking about it's really funny yeah um yeah i think that's it for this week's show in terms of what we're going to be playing oh dom where do you sit on getting that uh link's awakening amiibo pre-ordered it they came back on amazon thank god like a few days ago and i grabbed one nice uh, I'm going to be playing Control, trying to get that done, and Gears of War this is pretty much it for me. What about you, Don? Yeah, Gears of War. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going on vacation next week, so I'll be getting in a lot of Switch time uh, with Dragon's Dogma, probably. And uh, I'm going to get back to reading um, the Witcher novels. Nice. I'm start get back into those. So I'm going to have a lot of free time for that. Jordan, Control, anything else? Yeah, I'm sure I'll... Uh, pick up control at some point. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so uh, real quick, I'd like to talk a, a tiny bit about Legion and just say that uh, the third and final season, which I did the thing I just mentioned where I waited for it, all eight episodes to come out on FX. And, um, dude, this, this series is just fucking wild, man. First of all, I think it's got to be the best live action uh, comic book series of all time because obviously Walking Dead fell off a fucking cliff so um, and stuff like Smallville and all that does not hold up definitely not the CW so um, it's fucking wild it's fucking weird as I've mentioned plenty times before but um, it's a really great show and I gotta say, it, it feels, you know, they're certainly doing kind of the Joker thing where they're, you know, bringing their own vibe to the characters and the the mythology of the X-Men, but I'm really enjoying uh, how they're treating it, and it seems like they're treating it very well, and they know what the fuck they're talking about, so um, final season of Legion is fucking awesome, I would say. Uh, 
trippy and groovy as it could possibly get. Um, so certainly recommend Legion at three seasons with like eight episodes each. Um, you really can't go wrong. So um, <clears throat> other than that, um, Jared, the uh, second part of the third season of Young Justice has been completed. So I'll check that out for sure. You gonna be jumping into that anytime soon? Yeah, I'm watching it weekly still. I'm on episode like fourteen, I think. Fourteen or fifteen? Well, it's all out. They yeah, I still watch it. I still will just watch it weekly. I don't like binging stuff. Oh, so you like schedule yourself to watch one episode a week? Is what you're saying? In, yeah, not not like hard set schedule, but yeah, I, I take my right, time right, with right. it. So yeah, sure. Um. So I'll be checking that out. Super excited for that, even though I guess it's normal for shows to take a break in the middle of the season, but it's, you know, stuff like Mindhunter and shit like that, when you just got it all right there on Netflix, whenever you're ready, it's there, good to go. That's that's nice, but yeah. So, And then, of course, guys, I know you're not too excited about this, actually, but uh, here rolling up in a few hours is Borderlands 3. So we're going to be checking that out for sure. And um, I already had some buddies over last night that were like, oh, we got to be playing Borderlands 3. So we'll certainly be doing that. Hell yeah. I really hope you enjoy it. I know it's a game you've been anticipating for a while. So I hope you have a good For a very <laughs> long while, Jared. Yeah. Shout out to Randy Pitchford's thumb drive. Uh, no. God damn. <laughs> Shout out to Randy Pitchford's fucking shirts, man. You couldn't tell he was a little bit off Jesus. just from the shirts. Uh, thank you guys for listening this week. If you can, please go to YouTube, subscribe, uh, hit the bell notification. It lets you know when we upload a new video. Uh, you can search us by going to YouTube in the search bar, typing in controlled interest. We'll pop up. Uh, like the videos too. It helps us in terms of more people seeing uh, our uploads. If you can, go to iTunes. Uh, iTunes. iTunes. iTunes, completely different thing. You can download tones there. Uh, of all different varieties. Uh, if you can, go to iTunes, leave us a review on the podcast. That helps us in the algorithm move up on the charts for podcasts because everyone has a podcast these days, and we're one of them. And uh, Twitter, you can follow us at CTRLINT. That's controlled interest abbreviated. I am at Jared underscore. Dom is at Dom's Oreos. And Jordan is at Malamotus. We'll catch you guys mm-hmm. next week. It'll just be me and Jordan. Like Dom said, he's going to be on vacation. We'll see him the week after. Catch you guys next time.